Levels, levels. Levels, levels. Is that how we do that? I I don't know. We've been gone a month and I'm itching to break the rules. Okay, wait. All right. So so you want to start that garbage this early in the show? I mean, I think this is a new record. It's probably not wrong. So what I want to do since we've been gone so long is both Dwayne guess a number and Todd ought to know. Against my better judgment and against advice of counsel, I'm game. <laughs> All right, hit me. It's not Okay, so it's time for Todd Ought to Know. This is this is really brought to you, brought to you by, brought to you by the Educated Idiots because on their pod, yes, they were marveling at how we have now gone a hundred and ninety seven weeks straight releasing an episode. Yep. They called they called us the Cal Ripken of podcast. So I'll take it. A, <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, it's Cal Ripken Jr. I, I will throw out, maybe they thought it was Cal Ripken Sr. And instead of this Iron Man streak, we're busy throwing crap on the field. Oh. <laughs> but yes, it's Cal Ripken Jr. It's yes. Cal Ripken Jr. Yes. Um, but but two. Okay. Todd ought to know things about Iron Man streak. <sighs> okay. Do you, without Googling. Without Googling. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 those rules. Oh, you oh, you can break the rules, but I have to follow them? Oh, I see how this is going to be. All right. Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. Do you know what his street number, what the street number was? It's 2,100. Did I get the one right? Uh, Lou Gehrig's streak was. Oh, yeah, my problem is, you know what I'm seeing in my head is the banner drop when he passed it. When he passed it for twenty one thirty one, that's what that's see yeah. that's in my head yeah. is he hit Good. he hit that one yes and then okay. oh, he he kept playing after that yes he did dude for quite a while dude take a break okay for several um, years okay so I will say twenty four sixty five twenty six thirty two okay another year almost another year past what you guessed but yes hey, uh, did did anyone tell Cal. Anyway, sorry. He also he also owns the innings played streak. Okay. Consecutive innings played. Yeah. Okay. Am I guessing a number there? You can if you want to, but I mean that feels mathy because that feels like twenty six hundred something times nine minus an occasional whatever and right uh, and yeah. And then extra innings and then anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um are we still How in the about, cold open, by the way? We are still <laughs> oh in the God. cold open, okay. by the way. Um, Speaking of Iron idiot, Man's streaks, educa- okay. <laughs> educated Idiots did a 17-minute open a couple of weeks ago. 17 minutes. So, challenge accepted. Uh, NASCAR. Let's talk about NASCAR. Yeah. Consecutive races started. Do you know who owns that record? Uh, Ricky Bobby. Actually... The guy who owns it now broke Ricky Rudd's streak. Oh. So you're close, kind okay. of. Not okay. Really. Uh, Mark Martin. Jeff Gordon. Oh, okay. Uh, how about games played in the NBA? Uh, I'm going to say at this point, that's got to belong to LeBron. Consecutive? 
Oh, consecutive. Oh, oh. Right. Um, Load management, man. Come on. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. Uh, I'm going to go. Okay, so I've got my gut tells me at some point Carl Malone, I thought, had some piece of that. But it feels like that ought to belong to um, to Kareem. Uh, right team. Wrong player. The problem, of course, is that I said two teams, which makes the problem. <laughs> which, uh, uh, well, John Stockton. Uh, no, other 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 team, other team, other, other, team. other team. The one he's uh, more known for. Okay, um, yeah. Oh, well, then it has to be Mitch Kupchak. <laughs> uh, how about AC Green? Huh? For the Lakers. Yeah, one thousand one hundred ninety-two and others. Yeah. He he moved around a lot. He did move around a lot, but I remember him playing for the Lakers. But he did also play for the Suns. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how about starts at the quarterback position? Somebody that we've. We've had a segment about this. Yeah, guy. yep, that's Brett Favre. That would be Brett Favre. Um, and about- Vicodin. Sorry, that was uncalled for. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that was called for. <laughs> uh, uh, you're, you're an F1 expert? Yeah, it's a strong language, but okay. <laughs> Most consecutive race entries with 326. I think consecutive? Consecutive. Consecutive. I- Okay, so now we're really pushing him, folks. Um, did Kimi eclipse Rubens for that record? Are you looking for Rubens Barrichello? Barrichello? Uh, yes. Sure, because I can't pronounce anybody's name. <laughs> the the holder at 326 consecutive entries from 1993 South African to 2011 Brazilian is Rubens Barrichello. Hey, I got do, one. Do you know who's second? Somebody I actually recognize. Uh, it would have been uh, Fernando. I mean, uh, he took a, a two hundred. Fernando Alonso is two hundred nineteen. He's eight. Yeah, because he because he took a break, so he's got more started than consecutive starts. Um, yes. No, uh, Sebastian Vettel, two hundred eighty. Oh, okay. From the two thousand seven Hungarian to twenty twenty one Abu Dhabi, and third, Amy's favorite driver. Lewis Hamilton. None of these streaks. The the longest ongoing streak. Yes. Bottas. Or Botas is his actual name, but sure. <laughs> Botas? Yeah. Why would you pronounce that Botas? Because he's Finnish? Yeah. Yes. Although although you put a little bit of Southern twang into that, that I don't think comes from Finland. I, I don't know. If, if you look at how he's been doing lately, I think he is finished. <laughs> uh, how about consecutive starts? At what? For F1? Yeah, F1. F1 consecutive starts. So the difference between those two is I tried, but I didn't qualify. Yes. Or you... And now that doesn't matter because there's 20 spots and there's 20 drivers. Well, it also, though, um, at one point you didn't qualify when there was more teams than spots or when there was the 107% rule for qualifying. Now you could still get it... uh, uh, if you crash out of uh, if you crash out of practice and aren't cleared to run the race, sure. Um, if you, I'm looking at you, Chuck. Yes. Or if on the uh, if on the um, the formation lap, your car dies and you don't make it all the way around for the start of the race. Also looking at you, Chuck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, that would also be uh, uh, did not did not start so uh, consecutive uh, consecutive starts. Oh, you yeah, and you could also get um, if you uh, if you did something naughty and they ban you from uh, the next race, um, that can also happen. 
and that has happened. I think Grosjean got benched uh, at one point for too many yellow cards, uh, basically yellow card accumulation uh, points on the license, huh. um, which they actually do. Um, <laughs> Don't block the box. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, consecutive starts. I'll go with Vettel. Uh, not on my list. Okay. Who who has the most uh, consecutive starts? That would be Lewis Hamilton. No. Yeah. Uh, followed closely by Daniel Ricciardo, which was shocking to me. Huh. He doesn't, I... he doesn't seem to me to be as old as he is, or he started racing at F1 when he was like 12. <laughs> the, the, se- the secret is just take a couple of years off because it doesn't break your streak, apparently. Oh, yeah, that streak is not ongoing. Max's streak is ongoing at 185, but he's going to have to go a ways to catch a little. Anyway, um, how many of those did you get right? Probably not enough to qualify my, for a bell. I think I think my streak's at one. No, I broke it. Zero. Shows without a correct answer. Oh, toad board's <laughs> heavy. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Friends, where failure and long cold opens are always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Nate, hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Ah, uh, not bad. When I heard the theme music, I started to queer. I started to look up the thing where you go, Todd, and I was waiting for you to thank everybody because I could have sworn that that was the ending. Ah, uh, <laughs> I. I thought that went on a little while, a little while, so I thought we were done. Sorry. Oh, I guess we have a show to do. Okay. Well, we <laughs> didn't get to sense. 17 minutes, idiots, but but we did, we did our no, best. No, but we we passed our previous record. <laughs> I, this was a record-breaking cold open. Some records you want to hold, some you don't, but some, whatever. Some, some you don't. Yeah. Some you don't. Uh, let's get... Well, we haven't done this in a month. Yeah. Yeah. So Gosh. I'm guessing I'm guessing there's a lot of content. <laughs> There is a lot of content. How was your trip? It was great. We had a fantastic time, and uh, I intend to go into great detail uh, day by day over the 17 days uh, later in the show. So everybody will get to hear it, and uh, I will be showing uh, uh, over 130 vacation from an audio podcast. So everybody's going to really enjoy this. Outs. Yes, yes. We're going to we're going to do all the greatest hits here. Big, long, cold open visual gags. It'll be awesome. Unfunny cold opens. Excellent. Love <laughs> it. Uh, let's see. Should we go to let's go to follow up or okay. sorry, let's go to feedback. Wow. I was going to say, holy crap, I come back and now everything's changed. OK, <laughs> wow. Is there a business meeting I missed? OK, anything from Amy? Um. So no pecan pie. <laughs> uh huh. I can have my favorites. They're not your favorites. They don't have to be. Um, Doug agrees with that. I'm I'm just surprised at this point that Amy, like, I'm pretty sure when Lisa gets around to listening to that episode, she's going to be able to, she will get the top three of mine for, and then she'll figure, oh, I see what you were doing. She will know what those are. Nothing I said there will surprise her. The fact that Amy is surprised by that is like, wait, I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> No pecan pie. <laughs> she knows I don't like pecan pie. No. I, I like everything. Everything but... No, that's not true. I like pecan pie better than I like coconut cream pie. Because I hate coconut... Okay. 
All right. Any, any, any uh, no, noted. Okay. Hey, Very strong because, opinions. Because I don't like coconut. Okay. It's, it's that, an aversion. That would be a good, <laughs> that would be a good reason to hate coconut cream pie then. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's an aversion. It's not an allergy. Yeah. It's an affect. Um, when we were talking about who would come rescue you on an island. Yes. And I said James Bond would be her rescuer. Yes. I was absolutely right. Well, there you go. Okay. All right. So now we're back in the yes. So I yeah, I redeemed myself on that one. Um I don't I can't remember if that was the same episode. No, it was not. Uh that was the that was the app. That was the app review episode. Yes. Where we answered all of the questions. Yeah. Um, uh Sarah Judson Brown, toddler negative eighteen. Yes. Wanted to clarify the exploding turkey story. Okay. <laughs> there were some questions. <laughs> there were. Like for example, live turkey or dead turkey, right? Yeah. Um, it was a stuffing mishap. Dad loves stuffing cooked. Dad loves stuffing cooked in the turkey. He was also a doctor, so he could literally suture the turkey shut after stuffing it. So there was a combination of too much stuffing in too small of a turkey with a super good suturing job and no place for the steam to escape. Mm. And yeah. it it blew off one side of the turkey. <laughs> it tasted fine, but the turkey was no longer turkey shaped. <laughs> it was more of a loaf. No, no, yes. no. That's something oh, else. No, that's, no. That's, you know, hearing that story makes me wish that that the original MythBusters show was still on because I would love to see them figure do that, but sort of scale it up from a turkey to like, I don't know, like a cement truck filled with stuffing and see what happens. Okay, so not to jump around. But, but to jump around. <laughs> but did, did you see the story about MythBusters coming off of um, PlayStation? Yes, I did. Because we've talked about this, I guess this kind of veers into follow-up. Yes. We've talked about you don't really own the things that you purchase. Correct. Yes. And so everything, if you purchased any, if you purchased any Discovery content from the PlayStation Store as of December 31st, due to licensing changes, they will go away from, you can no longer download them. And unlike some services, when they remove it, you get to keep your copy. I believe it will be removed from your device. So, uh, yes. And no refunds will be given because terms of service said, even though you bought it, you don't own it. So, um, that was just an expensive rent. Very, very expensive rental. Is there a way in 50 words or less, is there a way to rip that off so that you've actually got it? Like extract it? Probably. Probably. This isn't an issue that affects me personally. It might affect Lucas because he has a PlayStation, but probably. I mean, you'd have to download it to your PlayStation. Then you have to go in and figure out how to extract it from there. Then put it onto a PC and then use software from some place to unlock the file so that it can be stored. Um, Hypothetically speaking, at one point in my past when I did that for some things, uh, the software, again, hypothetically, if I were to do that, the company who made the software was located, uh, uh, was officially located in a small Caribbean island that didn't extradite. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the software was great. Hypothetically, 
Um, <laughs> I heard. I heard. Somebody told me. I read I heard. online. Yeah. Yes. I, at that point, to be completely honest, if, if it affected you that much, instead of going that route, it's probably much easier to go onto the web and go find copies of the shows that you want that have, as multiple of my podcasts say, fell off the back of a truck someplace. Um, it's probably easier to find a different source to get a copy of that than it is to unlock your own copy. And both are both are covered by the same laws. <laughs> Keep your receipts, though. Keep your receipts. Um, did you get did you see the feedback from Danny? Um, I saw some of it, but I it, some of it was kind of going past while we were while we were traveling. Oh, while so. you were while you were in the air. Uh, you and he are soulmates. He loves banana cream pie. No, always banana. There cream. you go. There you go. Uh, you used your Amex card at Mimi's for Thanksgiving dinner. It's another problem that money can solve. There you go. See, it it works. Uh, his wife's grandma made a pea salad. Can of peas, mayo, hard-boiled eggs, and cubes of Velveeta. Okay, I think I I can I think I've seen that. I don't right. know that I've eaten that, but I think I've right. seen that. Yeah. Oh, I've never eaten that. I see it <laughs> historically. Uh, she pulls the Velveeta from the fridge, which is covered in mold. I'll just cut this off. Cheese is better when it's moldy, right? Have not been able to eat pea salad since. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think Velveeta could grow mold because right? that says that it's organic in nature. And I would have lost a bet on that. <laughs> Much like Twinkies, you know. Yeah. Had this Twinkie go bad? How about possible? <laughs> right? But that then kind of veers into another. Um, actually. On two occasions. Yes. In the Thanksgiving episode. Yes. You referred to green bean salad. Okay. Should I have Amy. said green bean casserole? Amy and Doug <laughs> and I all separately. Um, casserole? <laughs> or is he actually eating a green bean salad? Because those exist. But once you said it twice, we had to raise the question. So. Um, actually. Which is it? Well. <clears throat> <laughs> When you let me put it this way, when you when it comes out of the oven and it's on the table on Thursday, that's green bean casserole. When you're eating it cold out of the fridge on Saturday, that's now basic. The exact same thing is now basically a salad. That is that's true. That is now more of a salad. Than, yes. OK, yeah. that's fair. OK. Yeah. Yep. Yep. N neither. One is not necessarily better than the other. They're both fantastic because I'm from the Midwest. Yeah, we, we might get some feedback on that, but okay, yes. <laughs> you know what? Not everything is for everybody. That's, <laughs> I reference the pecan pie. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, did you catch others? Um, I did not. Okay. Uh, oh, you've, oh. Got, you've got one other one in there, it looks like. I do. I've got one other one. We talked about on, on our weather episode. Yes. I talked about the hottest football game and the coldest football game both being in the same year and I was at both games. Yes. It was Northern Illinois in 2013. It was 100 and it was Michigan at in Fahrenheit. My cousin David Batchelder was at both of those games as well. He's like that was 2013. I was at both of those games. <laughs> yep. Funny thing is kickoff for Michigan was 18 degrees and that is still hotter than the Hawkeye offense. Ooh. <laughs> 
Thank you, everybody. Drive safe. Uh, he tailgated for the Michigan game with a bunch of his hunting buddies. And okay. they, they came prepared to tailgate. David did not. He sat in the truck <laughs> the entire time for the tailgating because he was not dressed appropriately for the weather that day. <laughs> Let's see. Um, oh, I've got one other. Um, actually. We're listening to the Thanksgiving episode. I talked about being at the pumpkin capital of the world. You remembered that it was five miles outside of Peoria. Yes. Thank you to Amy. Um, actually. That's Morton, Illinois, not Decatur. Talking to Todd regrets the error. We also will probably make that same error again within a year, if I'm just being honest. <laughs> uh, and, and lastly, also in the Thanksgiving episode, I believe you said there's a stigmatism around this. I, I may have. Yep, I did. Yeah. Can you not see yourself performing <laughs> that activity? <laughs> yeah, yeah. May have That one may have gotten away from me a little bit, <laughs> if I'm honest. Is that why there's a stigma? To- <laughs> okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah. I heard that one too and went, that didn't sound right. <laughs> and there was no way for me to fix it. Because sometimes I fix it. And yeah. sometimes I just let it go. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's okay. <laughs> you know, uh, it is what it is. Yep. You know, what's in the show's in the show. In the show, unless I fix Did you catch anything as you were catching up? Um, no, other than I got back from a trip and then the last couple of days I was listening to the three episodes. And uh, uh, the, the good news is if you record them and then take like three or four weeks off and then go back and listen to them, uh, it was like I it was like I was listening to the show that I forgot that I recorded. So that was great. I was like, hey, this is pretty good. That's a good story. You know what story I should tell? Oh, I did tell that story. Oh. That's great. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. I've got on the weather ones. Yes. I've got like three more weather stories to tell <laughs> that were prompted. I'm like, oh, hey, I should write that down. Next time we do a weather show, I can tell that story because I didn't tell that one. Uh Oh, that was your first of your follow-up. So if we move to follow-up, lots oh. of missed weather notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you remember the episode where I couldn't name any current Indianapolis Colts players? Yes. But then I said Frank Reich was a coach, and you said, yes. no, he's not. Yes. He's a coach of Carolina. Well, not anymore. He's not. He's not that either. Yes. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Snuck that one in before there was a change. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, and this happened, this happened, does this happen yesterday? Um. Bobby Bonilla. Well, it was announced, what, was it announced Sunday or Monday that Shohei Otani signed a 10-year, $700 million contract with the Dodgers. Then it came out that of the $70 million per year, he's only going to draw $2 million, and he has deferred $68 million per year till ten ye- until after the contract ends. So he's going to play for 10 years, $2 million a year. Then for the following 10 years, he's going to get $68 million, which kind of feels like a Bobby Bonilla thing. It does. And as it turns out, um, Bobby Bonilla Day ends in 2035 and Shohei Otani Day begins in 2034. So we've got a peaceful transition (laughs) from one to the other. Bonilla ought to be getting royalties for this deal. Uh, Here's I will say this, though. Bobby, Bobby negotiated his included interest. 
Yes. So he deferred his compensation and got interest. And the Shohei one, he's deferring all of that money and none of it's accruing any interest. So he's actually real money uh, by the time. Right. By the time this ends 20 years from now, if you take inflation into account and the opportunity cost of not investing the money that he could have had now offset that with the tax benefits he's going to get by not living in California when he draws all of that. Uh, I mean, he's anyway, Bobby he's Bonilla giving up money. He's probably giving up some right now. Danny's like, no, no, no. God, geez, guys, you're just like you said four things and got 10 things wrong. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> By the way, this is a problem money can solve. Call me and pay me money and I can solve it. Actually, Shohei, call me and I can solve it. We can for the low, low price of a half a million dollars a year, I can take yeah. care of you. Yeah. I may have undersold Danny's value. <laughs> Sorry, man. And Danny's uh, like, half a million a year? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Like I'd be I'd be I'd take yeah. Yeah, take that. How about how about you? What other follow-up do you do? Um a couple like Two months ago, you introduced me to Scorigami, which yes. is a list of scores that have have or have not happened in a sport, like specifically the NFL. Right. A combination of score that has never happened before. Yeah. While we've been off, two Scorigamis, I believe, took place. Really? Um, Yes, the Broncos game that I watched in Florence, I believe. Yes, Denver 29, Cleveland 12. 29 to 12 has never happened before in the history of the NFL. Apparently not. And something happened this weekend. I thought I had this in my notes. Another a game happened this weekend that has also uh, NFL Scorigami. Oh, this is terrible. There is, okay, so apparently there's a Twitter feed uh, or an X feed or I don't know. Is that still a thing? Anyway, at NFL underscore Scorigami tweets out the score of every NFL game as it happens and then lets you know, no Scorigami. That score has happened 33 times before. Most recently on November 13th. Uh, That's somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a bot. Um, It's it's fine. Oh, Miami Dolphins defeated the Washington Commanders by a score of 45 to 15 on December 3rd, being the 1,082nd distinct score and the seventh of the 2023 NFL season. So anyway, apparently that seems uh, like a high number, doesn't it, though? Hey, you know what? This is on uh, this is on Wikipedia. So it's truth. and Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, By the way. The source that Wikipedia cites that that was a Scorigami, the 45 to 15, was a tweet from at NFL Scorigami. <laughs> Hello, circular references. Oh, okay, my goodness. Sure, Are we in the, I just feel like I need to spin a top right now and see if it falls over. Okay. <laughs> um, also, we talked about this is just a, I saw this. Uh, we were talking about all the Thanksgiving uh, meal um, stuff. And this isn't exactly Thanksgiving meal, but it's sort of Thanksgiving meal adjacent Um, for the uh, for Christmas, for the holidays. um, Have you ever have you ever been to an Ikea and seen the little the meatballs, the little meatballs they serve in the cafeteria? Yes, they're very good. Okay, All right. Well, the British branch of the Swedish retail 
is holding a contest in which it's giving away 30 of the meatballs along with 30 vegan-friendly veggie Christmas to be a cone shape. However, what I will tell you is, it's like, you're giving away 30 meatballs? They are referring to them as quote-unquote turkey-sized meatballs. It's a single meatball. Think about a basketball doubled in size, maybe tripled in size, as a meatball. <laughs> so it's a turkey-sized meatball that they are giving away to one to 30 lucky? I don't... Winners. <laughs> that are you sure it's not a loaf? It's a definitely um it's a it's definitely a a ball. Yes. In okay. IKEA UK, yeah, nope, it's um yeah. And then there's also meatless ones. Yes. Uh yes. There's meatless trees, which are anyway. <laughs> which um, is neither meat nor tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> And then, sure, and then one not? other bit, and this is, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I just put this in follow up while we were, while we were traveling, Lisa pointed out something to me that I've never thought about in all the NFL games that I've watched. And now that she said this, it is, uh, it's one of those things that once somebody points something out, you will never not see it. And then it just drives you crazy. And because she did that to me, I'm now going to do that for you and our audience. Okay. Um, Dwayne, if a player is injured in an NFL game and goes to the sideline and needs to be looked at, where is the player taken? To the blue t- or the blue medical. T- now, how many tents are on an NFL sideline? As uh, opposed, the the point is, oh, he went to the blue tent because I thought he went to the green tent or the red tent. There's only one freaking tent, and it's blue. <laughs> And by the way, did he go to the medical tent or did he go to the PlayStation tent? No, there, there's a there's a blue medical tent. So unless the company, Lisa said, is it is the name of the company that makes the tents called Blue Medical? Because if it's not Blue Medical, and by the way, if it is, then that needs to be capitalized. All you need to do is say he went to the tent. You don't need to say blue medical tent. There's nothing else other than blue and there's nothing else other than medical. He just went to the tent, people. <laughs> The way we spell things nowadays, it could be lowercase b l u with like a line over the top of it. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't necessarily have to be capitalized for the record. Which, which then, well, that's true. But then, what makes me think is the fact that we call it Blue Medical Tent. If it's not owned by a company called Blue Medical, how the NFL has not has branded? not branded yes. that thing. And yep. then you're thinking, well, who would brand it? Well, it could be, you know, it United could be a nationwide Healthcare. thing, United Healthcare. Yep. Maybe it's Johnson and Johnson, right? You know, it could be like, Aflac. Aflac. I was also thinking Mako. It's like a body shop, right? You gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go take the dents out. <laughs> uh oh, better get Mako. <laughs> That'll just buff out. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Um, so there you go. Now that, now that you're, I will tell you this, you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. As soon as you start watching football, you're going to be like, why are they saying that? I don't, what, why, you don't need to say that. They... He high pointed the ball, then had to go to the blue medical tent. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> some, somebody high pointed the ball last weekend too. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Ah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, hey, cool. This is a long episode and we have multiple Todd's tech corner items too. Jeez. We're we're hit, we're doing all the hits this week, huh? We are. Well, we've been off. 
I mean, yep. we're always a little off, but yeah. Um, so, uh, brought I, to you by the Taylor Center for Technology Policy. Thank you. Uh, so I am now just over a month into my new job. Okay. And I'm I'm 100% remote. I'm working. My phone. I get a text on my phone. Okay. Hi, Dwayne. Got a sec. The name of my seat. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Sure. I'm stuck in a meeting and can't talk. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, there you go. Yep. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> can you go buy me Apple gift cards? Yep. <laughs> and text me the numbers from the back. I did not respond. Five minutes later. Are you still there? Not respond. <laughs> For anybody that is not aware of this scam, this is a thing. Uh, I'm I'm just going to throw this out. Um, it's ironic that you bring this up during a uh, uh, feature sponsored by the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, uh, because I know for certain that of the three of us, if we include Jesse in this, uh, you are not the first person who has gotten that exact same message from the head of their organization texted directly to them. <laughs> do not, do not for that. Okay. So I also had something now, let me, now yours was an actual scam. Do not fall for any of that. I'm going to go the opposite direction because while I was away, uh, there was lots of stories that uh, police departments around the country were posting um, on their official Facebook pages and wherever else <sighs> warning everybody that there's a new feature in I in the iOS 17 name drop was a danger and people could steal your contact information and to make sure that you turn this feature off because criminals could walk by you and without you knowing about it could get all of your personal information, including your name, your address, your phone number, and you have to turn this off. This is a danger. Okay. So in this case, the scam is that this is a danger. That is, it is not a, it's not a danger. Um, the phones literally have to touch. So you have to like, you have to tap them together and then it will pop up on your screen and it will say, what information do you want to share? And you get to pick what you want to share. And then you have to confirm with a press of the side buff phone. So, um, no, a bad guy can't walk near you and just suck all of your personal information off of your phone. Apple did not write it that way. Um, and the fact that police departments across the country are now warning people about how bad this is does make me wonder about their investigatory powers if they can't actually even try it themselves before just reposting stuff. on. It's actually pretty cool. Because what it literally lets you do is if you're at a convention or you just meet somebody and like, hey, can I, you can actually tap the phone and then you get to choose exactly what information you share with them. So if you only want to give them your name and an email address, you can just share it. And then if there's a, the next person, when you tap, you can actually give them your phone number. Um, it's really cool, but it's also pretty secure. So don't worry about it. Well, it, similarly... If you've tried to sh like, um, like you and I are having a conversation and, oh, I should share Amy's information with you. Can you just share Amy's information with you? I can go to Amy's contact card 
and say that I want to send it to you, then I can, from the information that I have on Amy, what things that I want to share and then message them in yes. her contact card. Yes. Very similar kind of scenario. Um, but yeah, multiple fail save in this technology. Yeah. So if you read that on Facebook, you don't have to turn it off. And actually, by the way, the other thing uh, we've, cause we did this, uh, Lisa and I were sharing photos during our trip. So if you want to share photos, you can, you can send them via message or you can send them via airdrop yep. if the phones are close. But if you really want to with iOS 17, um, when you do airdrop, you tap the top of the two phones together. It literally makes this wave that goes across one phone and goes right into the other one. Really? And all of the photos go fairly quickly. So uh, you just tap them and then you go, it just goes like whoop. And all of the photos are moved over. It is, it's like, Lisa's like, that is so cool. And the phones vibrate when the wave goes. So you can feel the wave going across. So you can see that stuff are, yeah. Apple, it's fantastic. Oh, oh it's my not God, working. Doing... Uh, oh, we have something else in technical corner. Well, yes, because since we last recorded, I've started refing for the. So, so we're. How back... long have I been gone? I know. Right? <laughs> uh, so we're back to to technical corner, not tech corner. I was working a game a couple of weeks ago, or I don't know, midway through the third quarter. The coach has just been chirpy all game, chirp, 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 complain, 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 kind of being a jerk the entire time. Um, my partner makes a call. He doesn't like it. We keep going. I make a call. He doesn't like it. I turn to go the opposite direction and I hear from him. You guys have been bad all night. So he got a technical. We get to the end of the third quarter and they're coming out of their huddle. And I go over to him and I say, I will tell you what I heard. If you want to talk about it, because he seems like a nice enough guy. He was just kind of being a jerk. I will tell you what I heard. If you want to talk about it, he's like, oh, no, no, I said it. No, that was me. Yeah, no, no. Because honestly, I wasn't sure whether or not it was him or whether it was his assistant. But <laughs> either way, they were going to get it because they had earned it and I wasn't putting up with that anymore. But no, no, no. I said it. I just didn't think you'd give it to me because it was the first thing that I had said after halftime. <laughs> You're like, it's not personal. It's just my opinion. I'm like, okay. We kind of chuckled about it and I go off down the floor and off we go. The only thing that would have made it better is after you slapped him with the technical, he would have said, see, that's the first good call you've made all night because <laughs> I earned it. See, that's the kind of that's... officiating we're looking for, buddy. <laughs> it's the first call you've gotten right all night. Yeah, there you go. Oh, should we move? Okay, so here we are. Oh my God, this this episode is going to go on forever. Toddlers, buckle up. Somebody call the affiliates. <laughs> you know what? Oh, yes, I've missed this. That's right, America. It's time for your favorite game. Dwayne, guess the number. Okay, hit me. Okay, this is uh, content from Todd's travels, uh, trying to fit it in in all the different places here. Um, one of the places we went in, in in all of our stops was we we spent a couple of days in Amsterdam. Um, we took a tour, uh, a boat tour through the canals of, of Amsterdam. Uh, we actually took two, one at night, one during the day. 
Um, and during the day, uh, they were explaining to us, uh, I, I don't know if you know, a- Amsterdam, Amsterdam has a lot of bikes, like, like a lot of bikes. Um, that's what they're known for Holland, Dutch. Oh, by the way, I learned the difference between Holland and the Netherlands, but that's for a different segment. So, <laughs> so Dwayne, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a piece of information, uh, and then I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to see if you can guess this number. The population of Amsterdam is a little over 800,000. Okay. About 800,000 people live in. Okay. Dwayne, how many bicycles are pulled from Amsterdam canals on a yearly basis? <laughs> you didn't, you didn't expect that question, did you? No, you I'm like, like wait. okay, 800,000. I'm like, okay, if every person has on average a bike and a half, five in the canals. <laughs> wait, what? Yes. So, so there is a lot of work that has to be done to, to get to fish bikes out of canals. Okay. Every so year. between people that are just frustrated, give up and throw the bike. Yep. Or the people that um, perhaps are indulging too much. And you can do that in Amsterdam on all sorts of stuff. And lose control of the bike and it goes in. Yes. They fish out the person, they leave the bike to be recovered later. Um, 800,748? Nowhere near. Oh. Annually. 23,000 bikes have oh my to be God, get out of here. fished out of the canal every year. And here's how I know that that has to be accurate. Because over the loud, the, the loudspeakers had the audio playing on a loop, right? The captain of the ship doesn't, the captain of the boat isn't giving the entire tour, right? They hit play and, oh, welcome, welcome to Amsterdam or whatever. And it's going on. The backside of water. Oh, yes. Sorry. Okay, yeah. The the thing, the the audio recording claimed that it was 200,000 bikes per year. And everybody on the boat did did I know this is an audio thing. Everybody's kind of looking down or looking out or whatever. And then he says 200,000 a year and everybody on the boat their heads raise up like that doesn't sound right. <laughs> wait, wait, what? 200,000? That can't like, possibly be right. <laughs> That'll For a city dream. of 800,000 people, that means once every four years, your bike is going in the drink. <laughs> like, how's there any water left? The captain then got on and said, actually, that number's wrong. That's supposed to be 23,000. Thanks for the clarification, but that's still a big number. <laughs> um, actually. The captain had his own of actually. Yeah, yeah. 200,000 seemed high. Which made 23,000. Then you go, oh, yeah, that's much less. Wait, 23,000 bikes per year end up in the... Yeah. So sorry, no no bell, you were off by just a smidge. Clearly, no. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I thought 700 and change was a good number. <laughs> you were like, yeah, maybe I'll even round up a little bit. You know, well, yeah. just uh, be on the safe side. Yeah. Yeah, because because I'm first thinking, you know, 500 or so. There must be a lot of canal. Um, there are. Um, I'm just looking here. Basically, your guess for the year is how many bikes they fish out on a every 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> That's their weekly take. Yeah, uh, it's Ish. a good week, a good week. But, you know, yeah. So there you go. 
Uh, how about how about the Scott Frost Memorial Eater? Hmm. Yeah. Um. This. So, uh, have you have you heard of the company Twenty Three and Me? Uh, is that the one that got their data stolen? Yes, but what kind of data did they get stolen? All, so this is all this of is it. the all of well, the genetic yeah. data. Th- there you of go. So everybody. So this is the one where you spit in the tube and then send it, and then they then they you know do your DNA and get all your genetic information, and then there was mm-hmm. a bit of a hack, and they may have lost some genetic data and, and all sorts of stuff on people. Anyway, they have also said in some cases. One of them was people were reusing passwords, but um, they had another one and they, it was definitely, yeah. They, uh, the hacker says he has access to more than 4 million generic profiles. Um, and actually they've, they've said it's 6.9 million total. Um, the good news is once this came to light, 23andMe has responded immediately and taken this incredibly, incredibly. And the first thing they did was they changed their terms so that you can't, you have 30 days after they announced this to to opt out. The terms of service did not have a forced arbitration clause before. So the very, so in response to the hack, they have now changed their terms of service and given every user 23, uh, sorry, 30 days to opt out of forced arbitration, um, which will keep, if you don't opt out, and all of your genetic data was stolen, you, uh, in theory, are not eligible to participate in a class action lawsuit. Again. So um, while 23andMe's uh, info security people are complete shit, um, their lawyers are now on top of it, and they're taking this really, really serious. It's amazing how that works. Yep, yep. So if all your genetic data is at 23andMe, um, know that security is not at the top of the list, but uh, avoiding lawsuits is. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion. I'm just, I was looking at this and I'm like, huh, I have a sneaking suspicion that if you change the terms of service post an event, I would bet that a lawyer is probably going to argue that if the class action lawsuit is about an event that took place before the terms of service, even though you have now said that you won't be participating in it. I'm going to bet that they said when the event took place that you're suing, this was the terms of service and that's all crap. I, I, I have, I have a feeling that one is, I don't know that this is the legal, this is the legal shield that they hoped it was, but anyway, good for them for taking this seriously. 12 lawyers in the room. Nobody's got post hoc, ergo proctor hoc. <laughs> How about you? What do you got? After therefore, because of, um, so I have, Two stories for you to choose from. Okay. Story number one comes to us courtesy of listener Jake. Yep. Lawyered medieval style. Okay. And story number two. So what do you actually sell here? I I know you're going to keep recycling the Jake one until I pick it if I don't pick it this week. Uh, and we just, had a lawyer, we just had a lawyer story. So I would love to hear about, so what do you sell here? So this is, this actually happened to me. This is not a story from the news. Um, I did a show in Orlando and I went into the FedEx office because I needed, you know, those um, acrylic stands that you put pieces of paper in to sit on counters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, They had some special ones. So these are flat. Oh yeah. And then they bend and hook together kind of um, tongue and groove style sort of so that, they they will sit up on the counter 
when you assemble them, but they lay flat so I can throw it in my backpack and they don't get all busted up. They are really awesome. And so I was on a call. Fast forward to three weeks ago. I'm on a call at my new job and one of my new colleagues was complaining about how the last time we sent, my team sent, sent acrylic stands, they were all busted up. And I said, you know what? I got to, um, let me see if I can get you some of these. I know where to get them. I got a guy. I got a guy. I know a guy, right? So I pick up the phone and I call down to the FedEx office in the Orlando Convention Center where I bought these back in April at the old job. Cody picks up the phone and I tell Cody, hey, I found these things. You guys had them. Do you guys still have this? I'm, you know, looking to get some more of them. I'm up in Iowa. I can't just stop by and pick them up. Yeah, we got them. Yeah, I've got I've got four of them sitting right here. Fantastic. Um, is there like, you know, a, a brand name or something so that I can figure out how to order them? Well, no, they're they're generic. It just says, you know, frame on it. Okay. Well, is there like a you know, a UPC code or a number or something that I can go and look up. Yeah, but I can't give that to you. <laughs> There's no identifying information on there whatsoever. Uh, yeah, but I'm not allowed to give that out. Really? I'm not editing out silence. There was actual <laughs> silence on the phone call. Well, you know, you could email my manager and I'm sure she could give it to you, but I'm not allowed to do Huh. Okay. You're a FedEx store, right? Yeah. Can I give you my credit card over the phone and have you package to charge me for them and have you package two of them up and ship them to me? No, we can't do that either. What kind of store are you running, man? Okay. Okay. You got to where I was hoping you were going to get to. Cause when you started telling the story, my thought was you called a FedEx store. You asked if they had some stuff and then, and then you said, great, I'll take them. And then they're like, we can't ship them to you. And I was like, that's the story. And yes. it, you got to it. And it yes. actually, yes. Not only could he not tell me how to find it, he couldn't sell it to me either. Thanks to my Google skills. 20 minutes later, I had an FU moment where I found them myself from a place in Indiana, ordered them, and I am, I am now the proud or owner of six of them. Screw you, Cody. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm sure Cody is heartbroken. Um, you you got how many of them? Six? I have six. Yeah. Yeah. You made a tactical error there. What you should have done, what you should have done is ordered seven, gotten one, written screw you, Cody, on it, and then and then sent it to him via, via UPS. UPS. <laughs> Signature required. Here's the DHL guy walking in. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I need a signature. Does anybody have anything else they need to pick up right now? It looks like a pretty long line. Are you Co Cody? Is, is there a Cody back there? <laughs> yup. My idiot of the week, Cody from the FedEx store in Orlando. Hey, he's just he's just he's just following directions, man. Like, but I I tell you, this company in Indiana, I found them. I'm like, so I found them online. And I didn't know, I'm like, are they getting them or something? I, I don't, can I, can I get them? Cause I needed them in like four days for this show that was coming up. So I pick up the phone and I get on the, on the phone with sales guy in Indiana and he gets on his computer. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. I got 22 of them sitting in the shop. We make them right here in house. I got 22 of them sitting on a shelf. Fantastic. How many do you want? Send me six of them. Fantastic. 
What? How quickly can I get them? Well, it's like three o'clock. I don't know. And his FedEx, of course, his FedEx isn't FedEx has already gone out for the day, so can't get them out by FedEx. But his sales manager goes back to the back, pulls them off the shelf, packages them up, and dropped them at the FedEx shop on his way home for me that night. They were in Nashville two days later. That's customer service from a company that they don't have the foggiest idea as to whether or not they're, they will absolutely get my business again every single time. I was so impressed. I thought I thought where you were going to go with that was going to be the sales guy goes, huh, computer shows. I don't know if we have any. Hold on. Let me, let me check and see what we've got on the shelf. Hey, Cody, Cody, how many of those do we have on the shelf, buddy? Oh, sorry. You just took a drink. <laughs> Oh, thank God I got the mic protector on there. That was bad. That was very nearly. Oh. Uh, oh, look Look at the time. Do we have time yeah. for travel stories? Maybe we should do a special edition just on our travel stories because I spent a week in Tucson and you spent three weeks overseas. Yeah, I was I was gonna say yeah. I, we my 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 story. We we may need to we need to push push travel stories um, at least my travel stories off. So yes, maybe we maybe we push that off for next week. Let's push let's push both of them off. Okay, what are you watching? Um, so while we were in London, um, went to a few West End shows. Uh, we saw Peter Pan Goes Wrong. Uh, hilarious. Um, okay, we were in the second or third row. Third row. Um, right on the, right on the side. So, uh, it was, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a very, uh, that's a very funny show. Uh, there are lots of, uh, the following night we saw book of Mormon. Um, and I believe Lisa said that's Lisa believes that's her 14th time seeing it, which I believe makes it my 12th time seeing book of Mormon. Um, Hello. and what we will, what I will tell you is every time, uh, Every time we walk out of there, we do this every single time. It's still funny. I mean, it's still, it's still funny. Um, Funniest musical of the last 50. Oh my goodness. It's, it's amazing. And because we've seen it so many times and actually we recognize many of the cast members. Um, oh yeah. We've seen him four times and we've seen him a couple of times. Um, there are, there are some scenes where there's a lot of things going on and there's lots and lots of people. If you've seen it enough, it turns out you don't have to go watch the main action, right? Like you can watch, you can watch the other people on stage. And if you do that, you're like, I never even, I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. Um, That's commitment to the craft right there. Yes. Uh, so for instance, during the, uh, during when the villagers put on the play for the mission president. Yes. This time it turns out Lisa and I spent the, almost the entire time watching just the missionaries standing off to a far stage, right. And watching their facial expressions. Cause we, I, I know what's going on over here. Right. I, I know all what's, I know what's going on with the frog and the water and everything else. So I'm just watching them respond. And you're like, you're off to the side of the stage that almost nobody can see you. And you, every single one of them has different facial expressions and is reacting to this. And you're like, see, that's why you get paid. We also ran into um, after the show, 
as we left, um, it took us a little bit to get out, but it, um, after we got out, we actually ran into uh, Elder Cunningham. The, the guy that was playing Elder Cunningham had was coming out the stage door and walked uh, walked right past us. And I'm like, hey, um, I saw him. Somebody else grabbed him and took a picture or whatever. And he, he had a train to catch or something because he was booking it. Um, and uh, it turns out he's the understudy. Uh, and he did great. So as he was walking past, it was just like, Hey, you know, great show. Like that was really good. And he's like, Oh, Hey, thanks for coming. But like, don't break stride. Cause like, uh, he's got to catch a train and because he's the understudy. He may have like a shift at Starbucks. It starts at 11 that he's, he's got to get to. He's headed to Des Moines. Cause that's what we get. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, we watched the, the, the next night we went and saw another musical called operation mincemeat. Um, I've seen the movie. Yes. I knew you were going to this. Yes. I did not realize it was a musical. It is a musical. Yes. And it is about the same, the exact same thing that the movie with Colin Firth is about. It is not a musical version of the movie. Okay. It's okay. It's, 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 it is the story of, and for anybody who hasn't seen, seen the movie or whatever, uh, at, uh, during World War II, the British needed to convince the Germans that an invasion was going to take someplace else. So they came up with this idea that they needed to find a dead body and make it look like he was a pilot carrying secret information that washes up on a shore in Spain that then will make its way to Germany. And Germany has to believe it so that they move all their troops so that you can invade. And you're thinking, you made that into a musical? Like, wait, did, what? Yes. Um, one of the reasons we went is because when we were there in October, everybody was talking about this is maybe the best musical of the year. Okay. Five stars. Amazing. You got to see this. It was also four blocks away from our flat. So it was like, it was a seven 30 curtains at seven 30. We left our flat at seven 10 walked in, settled down. Um, I will say this. It was amazing. It was amazing. The entire cast is five people and they play a lot of parts. And a lot of it is just like putting a hat on or taking a hat off. And in like one scene, there's like 23 different characters that five people are like singing parts with different voices. And the one of the banners. Yeah. One of whom is Ian Fleming. Yes. Yes. Ian Fleming does appear in the beginning and near the end. Um, one of the banners outside took a lift, lifted a quote from somebody. And I want to say they basically said it's part. I'm going to get this wrong, I think, but well, because I thought of what it was, we walked past it again. Basically this gets you to the gist of it. Um, it's part Hamilton, part six and part Monty Python. So it is musical comedy. Most of it. Most of it is musical comedy. There is a lot of comedy stuff. What is also incredibly um, th- of the five people, three of them are the writers of the music book and the score. So so three of the leads are the people that wrote this. OK, one of whom was not. We saw an understudy for one of them. Actually, it turns out um, one of the also the interesting things they do is uh, the the lead character, the Colin Firth character. Yes. Uh, is played by a woman. Uh and the uh, the older secretary that is in the movie is also a person yeah. is played by a man. Um, okay. Like there's a lot of 
and I think this gets part of the Hamilton thing, right? Yeah. What, what, what if, what if the founding fathers were all people of color? This like changes that, and you're like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. At the beginning, you're like, wait, wait, no, is that, oh, okay, wait. Okay. I see what they're doing here now. And partway through the show, what I will tell you is the best character that I thought the entire time, like not from a funny standpoint, but was like, after about 10 minutes, the guy that was playing the old, the older secretary, that's one of the best older secretary women characters I have ever seen portrayed. Forget that he's a guy, like he had the mannerisms, like you all know it's, it's the, it's the older, it's the older British secretary stereotype. Yeah. He had this thing nailed to the point that you forgot all about what's like, you were just like, I'm enthralled with this guy's acting. Um, and at one point, because Lisa will point this out, at one point he has a very, he, she, the, the character has an incredibly poignant song. And Lisa looked over and she's like, are you crying? And I'm like, not much, just a bit. Um, and then we go back into the slapstick comedy. Anyway, absolutely amazing. Um, five stars, no notes. Oh, and the other thing that we saw, by the way, because we didn't, you know, we haven't seen much TV. Uh, we also saw Columbo. Um, on stage? Nope, on TV. Wait, what? Um, we were in Florence and there were not a lot of English channels on the television in the hotel in Florence. I think there were two. And at one point, um, it's a Columbo TV movie with William Shatner from 1994. And I turn it on and I'm like, well, it's English. And then I'm like, uh, do you want me to change it? She's like, well, I'm watching it now. I'm like, okay. So we watched. <laughs> Let's see what happens here. So we watched a we watched a Columbo TV movie from 1994 uh, with William um, Shatner as the bad guy. Uh, just just one more just, thing. Just, just one. Just just this one. Thing. It just I don't. It just, just it keeps. Just can't get that. Uh. Now wait. You said you wait. You you said let me let me check. You said right here. Yeah yeah. The funny thing is, I checked that, and uh, that that didn't happen on that day. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, no. That makes perfect. Well, hold on. Hold on. Wait, if you, <laughs> it's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. William Shatner was terrible. Um, including Lisa pointed out, she's like, his mustache keeps changing. And I went and looked up to see what year it was. And then I found a whole blog of a guy that does nothing, but went through his entire blog is cataloging Columbo episodes. Of course it is. And on this episode, he showed he showed like four different screen clips and he's like, they didn't even care enough. Like he didn't sh like he didn't shave during he had a mustache and then throughout the filming, he didn't shave it. So the mustache, it took him a couple of weeks or something to film this. No, it did like, yeah, it just it just kept growing like throughout this episode that's supposed to take place in like four days. <laughs> the mustache in every scene is just a different mustache. Well. <laughs> At least they shot it in the order of the script as opposed to jumping around in the script. Oh, well, that's true. Actually, maybe they did. Maybe that was, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> and my thought was, my only problem with that is at one point he would go, so anyway, to, what the hell's wrong with your face? <laughs> anyway, what have you been watching? Uh, so there's a new, I think I may have referenced this before, but it's now out. There is a new Monk movie. Yes. Mr. Monk's Last Case. It's on Peacock. Okay. If you like Monk, you will like the Excellent. It hits all the right notes. All the characters are back um, for Sharona, but all the characters are back. It's really good. At one point, they talk about 
um, the new uh, chief of police has all of these cold case files that need, that need to be worked. I've got 22 files in here. Huh. You know how long Monk seasons were? 22 episodes. Huh. 22. 20, 22 files. Really, you have 22 cold cases that need to be worked. <laughs> have to wonder whether or not there's a new season of Monk coming. That was just huh. my thought. Huh. Uh, let's see. On Sunday night, we went to the theater, to the movie, and saw Waitress. The musical? The musical starring Sarah Bareilles on screen. So it was one of these Fathom events. They filmed the production. Okay. Like they filmed Hamilton and put it on Disney. They filmed Waitress uh, in November of 2021 as Broadway was just trying to get back, right, during. Yeah. And so now they've released it. It was a special five-night deal from the 7th through the 11th. Uh, so. Sarah Bareilles played the lead character. She wrote all of the music for this. I'm a big Sarah Bareilles. Um, and it got such great feedback and interest. They have now extended. If you like this musical, find it. Go see it in the theater. It's so well done. And you get to see Sarah sing her music for it. Absolutely mm. love it. Um, it's really highly recommended. Excellent. There's a new series on Netflix called Obliterated. Um, it's better than the Ryan, Ryan Reynolds stuff. Okay. It's like eight episodes. Uh, it's like a SEAL team that goes to Vegas and then they get just totally wasted celebrating how they were successful. And then while they're wasted, things go sideways and then they have to go back and try to finish the job while... They are, some of them still on drugs. There they are. Some of them yeah. still on drugs. And and uh, some of them hung over and all of this. Anyway, um, it's kind of funny. There's action. That's, uh, uh, it's eight episodes. Um, you do not have to think during this at all. <laughs> Frankly, you know what? Don't think too much during this. Yeah. But it is yeah. entertaining. Uh, and, and lastly, last, but certainly not least fast horses, slow horses, some horses, um, slow horses. That's what it is, is back on Netflix. Nope. Nope. It is not. So I got the title wrong yeah. and I got the, and I got the network wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The thing with Gary Oldman that's on Apple. What's it called, Todd? Slow horses Thank on you. Apple TV plus on Apple TV on Apple TV. Thank you. It's yes. back. We watched the latest episode tonight. We're like three episodes in. Maybe we're four. It's the best thing on Apple TV. Absolutely. Hands down. Best thing on Apple. My guess, you guys are waiting until they all come out so you can sit and watch them all at once. So maybe. I don't know. We are definitely, we're doing that with For All Mankind because it was going to. Now, the, the funny thing is, is Apple TV is actually available worldwide. So that's the one service we could have watched while we were on vacation. But we were like, no, 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 we'll we'll let them all stack up. Slow horses, we may not because uh, like even the English, like the English newspapers were like, there, there are stories and from the English newspapers that say things like, this is worth subscribing to Apple TV Plus for just this. Like you get your money's worth. Just this is... Um, there one the, one of them uh one of the big papers basically said uh 
this isn't just the best show on Apple TV. This is the best show, period. Uh, Gary Oldman is so far into this character. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Because they dropped they dropped the first two episodes at once, right? And we sat yeah. down and we watched one and two. And I looked at Amy and I went, this is why Lisa waits until they're all done. Because I want to watch the next one right now. Yes. Uh, this is the epi- This is the series that as soon as we watched the last episode of season two, she said, where's season three? I'm like, the season two just finished. I don't care. I want the next season now. <laughs> oh, so what'd you learn while you were on while you were off for three weeks? Well, I, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, one of the ones I picked again, used weave the travel stories in where we can. Um, we were in. We were back. It was in Florence and we went in and we went into a restaurant. I would say it was an Italian restaurant, but that is redundant, partially because we were in Italy, but partially because all restaurants are Italian. Um, They all have the exact same menu, um, which is and I'm not kidding. Like McDonald's has the same. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, And we it was cold out. So it was cold. So we, we had we had what we had. And then we said, should we, should we get the little, you know, after, after lunch, you know, maybe, Hey, maybe we'll have a coffee. And so Lisa asked them, um, do you do lattes? Um, because you know, they do expressos or whatever. And the guy says, Oh yeah, we do. We do lattes. Excellent. Yeah. We'll take two lattes. And then he brings them out and he sets them down and they're pretty pale, like pretty pale. And I picked mine up and I, apparently we missed a critical step in ordering. What we wanted to order was a cafe latte. When we ordered a latte, what we got was warm milk, <laughs> a big medium glass of steaming warm milk. <laughs> huh. I was curious as to why some of the men, not here, but in other places, why some of the menus specifically called it a cafe latte. And now I realize, ah, the cafe part is important. <laughs> yes. Did we get what we ordered? Absolutely. Did we get what we wanted? Not at all. Um, Lisa did not finish hers. I did. Uh, I gotta say, uh, warm piping hot milk is not my favorite drink. So, did you go take a nice nap afterwards? Oh, we had other stuff to do. So we had to, we had to head out. But, um, actually at that point I was like, do you suppose they have like a chocolate chip cookie? <laughs> I can really just use a cookie just the, to yeah. dunk in the, anyway. So there you go. Uh, be careful what you order while traveling. How about you? What'd you, uh, what'd you learn? So we, we also travel stories. Um, we went to Tucson, flew into the Phoenix airport because I had a work, flew into the, went and picked up our rental. And we're looking at the rental, rental cars and they're like, okay, you can, you know, pick any car in the row. Yeah. So I'm, we're looking at them. I wander around. Okay. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's take this. It's got some stickers on it. Seems kind of odd, but it's the right size for what we need. And I've got my golf club. Get in, get everything in. Close the doors all up. I walk around it. It looks great. Get in. Start it up. Look at it. Do you know why it looks great? Because it's uh, brand new right off the truck. It has 2.3 miles on it. (laughs) Okay. In all of the car rentals that I have done in my entire life, I never knew that this was a thing that you could have was a brand new car from a rental car agent there's a reason there were stickers all over it they hadn't finished even detailing it 
to hand out before I drove it off of the lot for the week. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Hertz. <laughs> Visiting everywhere, Todd Friends, <laughs> wherever you get your pods, just search talking in the number two. There's a space. We still have award-winning merch. It's on Zazzle. We still have a home office in Tuba City. Stop by and see. And check out our Naperville drains if you're in the greater Chicago area. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler 3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, Cedar Valley. As always, you can send your feedback to feedback, talking to Todd. In the uh, in the third hour of the cold open, uh, I think you you made a you made a comment. I think that the uh, the the idiots, the educated idiots, referred to us as Cal Ripken, and you wanted to point out that's junior. Uh, look, I, I I'm not hung up on the junior thing. I, I'm just happy that they got the first part of the Ripken right because uh, at least they think of us as Cal Ripken and not Billy, <laughs> <laughs> who. Who according who according to uh, Wikipedia's source of all truth and knowledge, Billy does hold some records of his own. Um, in addition to having the first RBI in interleague history. Okay. okay. It's not nothing. Yep. By the way, this is what counts as a record of his own. He also has the 27th best all-time fielding percentage of major league second baseman. So you know that's not nothing. <laughs> Well, you're such a Billy Ripken. Well, thank you. I am the 27th best at this thing. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll have more Billy Ripken news next week. We'll we won't. We, we really won't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. We're here. We're talking to Todd. Okay, so this is a picture of the Roman Colosseum from the outside. Okay, now this is another one. Now this is another one, but it shows a slightly different angle. Okay, so now this is another one, but this is from a slightly higher angle. Don't worry, I've got plenty. Oh, next slide, please. Um, if <laughs> next week's going to be awesome. <laughs>